Welcome to the Vision Exchange podcast brought to you by Tailored Glory Consulting Group. This is a place where visionaries, luminaries, and masters of thought come together. We gather here to talk, to celebrate, to exchange vision, and to birth great ideas. We want you here with us so you can teach, learn, laugh, cry, and advocate right alongside of us. This is not just our podcast, it's our podcast, and we need your voice. So press play now. Viewer discussion is advised. I'm here. Hi, Yosita. Hi, can you hear me all right? Yes. Yes. And so you are here with me, Coach Benet, Coach Nicole, and Coach Gloria. Hi, Hi. Hi. Hello, everyone. So how's your day been? Oh, my gosh. It's been crazy, y'all. It's been a crazy couple weeks. For real, for real. <laughs> I concur with that. Yes, it must be. Yosifa just started a new job at a school. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I am uh, I'm a school. I'm an elementary school counselor now. I used to work with Benet. Um as a family-based therapist, and I recently graduated with my master's in school counseling, and I was actually hired um, at one of my internship sites um, for as an elementary school counselor. Congratulations. Absolutely. Great accomplishment. Thank you. Yeah, it's great. It's exciting. (laughs) Um, So now it's it's go time. It's happening. Currently. When does school start? When does school start? The first day back for kids is Tuesday. Oh, wow. wow. Are you ready? <laughs> Am I ready? Um, no. But <laughs> <laughs> I hear that that's pretty common and, like, no yeah, teacher full, feels <clears throat> fully ready. Um, right. So and you said this is elementary? Mm-hmm. This elementary level? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, and it's cool. It's not only uh, school counseling. I'm not just a school counselor. Um, well, I, I mean, I am. I mean, that's my role. But uh, I also have a really cool opportunity. They, they hired me to help implement a program uh, to help teach a social emotional learning class. It's like one of their specials, um, wow. like gym or art, uh, music, SEL, y'all. It's SEL. Like they get to learn. Yeah. Who taught you? Like, this is what I think is so amazing about it. <laughs> Who taught you how to be angry? Who taught you how to be happy? Right. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. amazing opportunity. I'm so yeah. excited. <laughs> what are you starting, already starting to plan your curriculum and how you're, how you're going to teach them all these emotions? Yeah. Um, we were blessed with <laughs> the second step curriculum. I don't know if you've heard that. Um, so it's a social emotional learning curriculum. There's a teacher, there are teacher resources, there are family resources. It's available in English and in Spanish. Hmm. Um, and yeah, it's just, it has a lot of great videos and there are some songs in there and just, uh, so all my lessons are kind of planned, but there's also some wiggle room for other activities I want to have or, and like, it's not all of the it doesn't take up all of the class time that I have either. So I'll be able to take in what to address um, some of what's happening in the classroom. If there are issues, I need to do classroom lessons. 
um, that I would usually do in the classroom. I just have my own classroom to do it. And uh, yeah, so it's, yeah, so my, uh, so I'm going to be teaching the third and fourth graders and a couple sections of second grade. And then my counterpart, Justin, will be taking the rest of second grade. So he has three homerooms and I have two. Um, so that's what we're going to do, how we're going to do it. That sounds so amazing. So they're specials for the kids. So they don't do them. They don't come to your class every day. They'll kind of rotate in the week. Is that kind of how it's going to work? Or? That's, yes. So there are six cycle days and I teach four of the six out of the six cycle days. That's working. Very cool. Yeah. And so, and this is like all the kids in the school. So it's not like kids that will be, that have like a special class or they're not there. It's like all the grades pretty much. Everyone. Yes. Mm -hmm. All the grades in the school. Yep. Cool. Love it. So cool. Yeah. I'm so happy with this. Like it's, it's, it's an amazing opportunity. It sounds like it. My classroom is growth mindset themed growth mindset theme. Okay. Yeah, sure. Tell yeah. us a little bit more about that. All right. Well, I didn't want to steal my idea. It's a good one. Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> so the idea is it's, it's decorated. I have posters that are all themed like for the growth mindset. Uh, if you're familiar with that, but it's focused on, you know, practice and perseverance and that we're not our perfect selves right now. And we're all, still growing as people and so that's I'm owning that for myself too because this is my first year as a school counselor um so I think it's a it's a good fit for for me in that way but what I'm going to do is the kids are going to decorate it as the year goes on so the room the classroom is going to grow literally so Mm -hmm. with each unit I'm going to have them make leaves like little I'm going to cut out leaves um and at the end of the lessons or whenever they feel like they have some time or if they're at my office, whatever, what, what have you, they can write something that they feel was a success or something that they struggled with, but they grew from it in some way. They learned from the experience. Mm. And then at the end of each unit, we're going to work together to hang it up, hang the leaves up. We're going to string them together on uh, vines and put them all over the classroom. As, and so the classroom is going to bloom as a classroom as the class progresses over the semester and then in the spring I'm going to make it bloom with flowers and it's going to be great all in my mind <laughs> I absolutely positively love that agreed mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and I love the words that you're using I think when I'm hearing and like just really listening to your conversation I'm hearing growth I'm hearing blossom like those are all great words when it comes to like kids and their learning and wanting to get to know them and in touch with themselves and you know other people so it's amazing to hear you know some of those words that you're just saying it's so positive in that sense so I feel like you're going to do great in your first year for sure oh, oh your excitement yeah I hear your excitement <laughs> Something else that you said that's so powerful is that you're, you you said you want them to understand that, you know, there's always room to grow, right? This idea mm-hmm. is this, this level of acceptance, right? Helping them understand that, you know, whatever might be, um, like you said, something that they had success with or something that might have been a little bit more of a struggle, but whatever that struggle is, it's okay, but it will get better, right? right? That's amazing. I think sometimes um, kids, and especially, you know, we're talking a lot about um, neurodivergence, right, and kids with ADHD and all of some mm-hmm. other things, like some of, you know, I, I, I was 
in a conversation with someone in another podcast about like the self-esteem, right? And and for some ADHD is how we grow up with that 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 bad self-image, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like, oh, I can't do certain things, you know, I can't, I, I couldn't keep up, or I couldn't do some things that the other students couldn't do. And you're starting that first. You know, I heard you say, you know, first, second, third class, third and fourth grade with, you know what? Whatever it is that your struggle is, it's okay because we're going to grow together, and that's that just going to go so far. I love it. Yeah, and let me t- let me link this to neurodivergence a little more for you too. And I can't take credit for this metaphor; it's just a way that I kind of uh, approach. I don't know having ADHD and helping people who have ADHD or struggle with neurodivergence. I don't know. I don't think it's. I think it's a superpower. I know you've said that before, Gloria. Um, that you think that it's kind of a superpower. <laughs> and I, I, I truly do feel that. Um, but so it's, it's like having ADHD uh, is like you're playing a video game and everybody else thinks it's so easy. And for some reason, you just can't get it. And it's, it's so much harder for you. And then, you, you know, getting that diagnosis is like finding out that the game was set on hard all along. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's not that you can change the setting. It's just that now you know that it yeah. is on hard. And so it's a little bit different for you. I love that. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then so like, what- can I... I- like, can I, can I, wait, I want to just like piggyback off of your analogy because I love this thing, right? <laughs> this idea of, and then once you realize you have it and it's set on hard and then you go and you, you understand yourself better, right? And how your brain works different from everyone mm-hmm. else's, then you got the cheat code. Yeah, that's <laughs> the cheat code. Yes, now you got the cheat code. Then yeah. you got hacks. You got cheat codes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, I can use my neurodivergence. This is, I can yeah. do this. I can do this better than you. Absolutely. <laughs> right. And so, so even, I guess we could just stick with this analogy. So how long or like you playing this game, how old were you? When did you when did you find out you were playing the game on hard? Yeah. Last year, July of last year mm-hmm. is when I found out. Wow. Is <laughs> that I was diagnosed with ADHD. Right. Yep. So I've, I've, I was like, these adult diagnoses, it's, it's mind blowing, right? It's just it like, is. I yeah. can't mm-hmm. believe. But go ahead, tell us more about the, the, the diagnosis. Yeah. So, okay. I really always felt like I was different, but I also felt like, I don't know. And, you know, I'm in, I'm in, I was in grad school. I was doing good. I'm like pulling a 4.0. So like, this isn't so bad, you know, um, I must be okay at this, you know, but I struggled in school growing up, especially starting like around third grade, um, which is, you know, what I'm now starting to teach. So go figure. But um, yeah, so it was, that's kind of when I felt like I was falling behind. I think my parents tried to help me with that a little bit, but I I don't know. I don't really remember all what happened with all of that. And it was just, it's just all kind of a blur, but looking back on it, I can see that I was struggling, but I don't think, so I grew up, so this, we're going to get like some power and privilege here. I don't know. So I'm like, I'm like a, I have a lot of privilege on my side. Like I admit this and I own it. Um, You know, I, I went to a private school growing up and um, I was in a, well, kind of a upper middle class 
family. Um, you know, we're, we're Jewish and we, you know, I had, I had a really strong support system at home and I just don't think that I had permission to have, to be neurodivergent. Wow. I don't know. I don't think I, I should, I should have had the resources. You know what I mean? I should have had the resources to not struggle in that way. But I was different. I mean, I could tell. I don't know. And then it wasn't just as an adult, you know, as I'm going, I couldn't, I couldn't ignore it anymore as I'm going to school for counseling. I'm like, wow, these are a lot of ingredients (laughs) (laughs) for something that I know what this flavor is. You know, I can't quite describe it. But so I was like, I might have ADHD. My husband's like, no, you don't have ADHD. That's ridiculous. I was like, no, no, I really kind of think I have ADHD. And so I was in therapy at the time. That is is also something that I think is wonderful. That's a requirement of the the grad program I was in through Messiah College. Messiah Mm -hmm. University, sorry, excuse me. Yeah. And uh, they, they, you know, part of the requirements is you get your own counseling. And sure. so I did that and I was like kind of spitballing with my therapist. Like, I think I have ADHD. And she's like, you think? <laughs> 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 and so, yeah. And so I was like, wow, you know, thanks, I guess. But I don't know. I went, I pursued the process of getting the diagnosis and, Y'all, I'm not even mild ADHD. I got whole moderate combined type ADHD. So I'm not even like a half of ADHD. I'm the whole package of ADHD. Welcome to the club, girlfriend. Yes, I love it. I love being part of this club. It is awesome. It is <laughs> it's awesome. really great. You, you know what? I, what struck me as what, you know, with what you said earlier, you were talking about your family and this idea of growing up with, you know, some of the privilege and just mm-hmm. the expectation. You, you, you kind of didn't say that, but this un, unspoken expectation. And yeah. then, you know, you kind of mentioned it to your husband. And he's like, no, no, no. And then you mentioned it kind of in passing to your therapist. But all of those years, right, mm-hmm. um, you, you, you made this comment. I kind of wasn't allowed. It's almost like you were still asking for permission well into adulthood, right? Like just even saying to people, I think I might have, like, you, do you understand what I mean? This idea of like, I, like I, I need someone else, not even necessarily a doctor to co- co-sign that for me because I think that's kind of what it is. Is That's kind of like how I think I felt growing up too, this idea of I think something's going on. Does anyone else see it? You felt like you needed permission to mm-hmm. explore this side of this part of you. Yeah, I did. And and ever since, you know, just so many things have fallen into place, like such silly things too. Um, like the summer before leading up to my diagnosis, I'm just hasty, you know, I'm just like a hasty person and mm-hmm. I just knock into everything. I'm clumsy. I just like, I'm doing 10 things down the line of what I'm thinking right now. Like I'm already thinking of 10 other things. And uh, it was just like when I'm, I'll be like cooking dinner and I would burn myself. Like I just kept, there was one, there was like a span of two weeks. I just kept burning myself on the oven, on the torture oven, on the every surface that was hot, I was burning myself on it. And it wasn't, it was just so frustrating. I'm like, what is wrong with me? (laughs) What is wrong with me? But that's part of it. You know, you just have to learn to, once you know that the setting of the game, you can be like, okay, 
I need to chill. I need to find some chill. I have no chill, but I got to find some chill. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And my question, how did this then getting the official diagnosis, right? Like Mm -hmm. how did that um, affect your life after, you know, getting that official diagnosis? I just felt kind of validated in how Mm -hmm. I felt different mm-hmm. and you know even with my husband we had a we had a big long discussion after that and it did start with I told you so and <laughs> <laughs> he's he's just so supportive and he's like well now I feel bad <laughs> and mm-hmm. you know but we've just kind of restructured it because he has ADHD too he just has a different brand than I do mm-hmm. um, and I think it looks so different between men and women anyway mm-hmm. So we've just yeah. had to find that balance of, you know, how we can work with, we kind of, ha- we're hacking it, I think. We're trying to figure out how to, like you were saying, use it, I don't know, in a positive way to structure our household and to communicate more effectively. And we just know it's that much more important because we both have this, you know, mm-hmm. thing. I don't want to call it an issue. I want to, I don't know, I like it. Like I wouldn't trade it. Mm. right yeah would you I, I hear a lot of questions and people say like if you could rename it something else you like mm. you know instead of like attention yeah. <laughs> hyperactivity yeah. disorder like what yeah. else would you call it I have no idea what I would call it I don't know <laughs> I hear people like they say you know I have mm. such a hard time with the idea that it's like attention deficit because, right, like, you can totally super focus and you don't really have a hard time paying attention. It's just, you know, you don't want to pay attention to the stuff that you don't want to pay attention to. It's kind of well, like and, and the thing for me is, like, so many things are interesting. So that's the problem. So, and I can hear things. I can be just as emotionally invested in a conversation that's happening across the room from me oh. as the one I'm currently in with somebody mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. And do you know what's so interesting about that? When you talk about the different brands of ADHD, I am just the exact opposite. If someone is talking, I am completely distracted. There's no way I can multitask listening into two conversations at once. <laughs> I could never do that. I can totally do, I can totally do, I, and it's, I'm not fully in either conversation, I guess, but mm-hmm. I'm listening to both and I can hear both and I'm thinking about the things that are happening in both conversations. And that's like, that's extra attention. Isn't that extra attention? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's a little details. That's and what not I'm a deficit. Is that it's not exactly. That's a, you took the words right out of my mouth. Because I yes. thinking when you hear that diagnosis and having diagnoses, there's so much stigma that's associated with it. So it's not even the idea of like, wanting to change it is the idea that it's it's a diagnosis right so it's already mm-hmm. seen in a negative light where what I'm hearing both of you say is just like it's just an adjustment that is needed and a greater awareness of yourself to say like I love me I love what I bring to the table and this is how this is I'm presenting as me and it's kind of also like take me and love me as I am and it shouldn't be anything culturally or you know financially or anything associated with it it's just you Mm-hmm. wonderful working of who you are yeah I yeah. definitely get it and it's hard yeah. to see that like which kids that are struggling with that like the youth that we work with you know it's it's hard to see them struggling to get to that place because it was really hard 
it was really hard to get to that point for myself because I I didn't even know. I didn't even know that there was this whole part of myself until, you know, a little over a year ago. So, sure. And I think, too, I mean, that's definitely what we want as adults and parents and teachers and, you know, um, educators and counselors for children and young people. But there's also, if, I mean, if we're being honest, you know, even as a, from a parental standpoint, this idea of having your child have the diagnosis of whatever, you know, say ADHD, for example. And on the one hand, you want this, this, this total acceptance for your child and you want them to, you know what, not a big deal. This just means that my brain works a little bit differently and I'm going to do some things in a different way. But at the same time, do you not think that um, there's also this fear? right? Like if everyone mm-hmm. else, you know, is oh. the stigma then for my child and like, do, do we go to the school and ask for you know, the 504 for the for all the things that we need and how, are, how might my child be treated differently? And so it's like, you know, mm-hmm. both are going out at the same time, right? This idea of like, mm-hmm. I want to empower them, but then you kind of still want to protect them from the misunderstanding of everyone else. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to be, I'm going to be all up in the education, well, I guess I am, all up in the education system. Here's my biggest beef with it. Mm-hmm. Everything that you do for somebody who is neurodivergent, ADHD, uh, autism, everything you do for that child works for kids that are also neurotypical. Mm-hmm. Why don't, why do we have to create all of these individualized plans when we have so much research supporting the interventions that work for all of these kids? Why can't we just structure things as if everybody is neurodivergent at that level? You know, like why, why don't we have consistent structure? Why can't we have like, what is the, what is, you know, routines in the class? Like everything, Labeled, you know, like these are, these are things that, things we can do now. Yeah, And then it wouldn't single out these kids that need extra support. And I'm not saying that they should have extra support if they need it. I'm just, don't, doesn't everyone, does everyone get overstimulated? Is it not just like, (laughs) (laughs) doesn't everyone get a little overstimulated sometimes? You're just like, oh my gosh. I just need to sit down for a minute. Oh my God, this is all too much. You know, like, no, sure. does that happen? Sure. <laughs> no, yeah. of course. And even as role as women, we can, we can talk into that. You know what I mean? As, as, a, mm-hmm. as a woman, you're doing all these things and your role is to be everything to everyone. So yeah, absolutely being, you know, overstimulated in, in those ways. I, I think that's a inter- really good question. Yeah. yeah, it is a good question. I think it's very interesting, you know, what you're saying. Um, the interesting thing is that everyone kind of has a different opinion. Like, I, you know, I've talked to several people that have some ideas about like the education system and parenting and all that. And that's what I love about it, because everyone comes and brings their ideas together and we can kind of talk about it. What you're saying, yes, you said, it kind of reminds me of like when, when I was growing up and the way that school was structured. So let's just use, exam- for example, like writing a term paper, right? Like mm-hmm. the way the curriculum is taught is that you sit down and you write an outline so that you can write like a 10 page paper. Well, I don't know too many other people that have ADHD that can do that. I certainly can't, right? And maybe, no. you know, I'm sure there's some, some people that can, but if I had to write an outline, it's going to be a mess because it's so jumbled, right? Like after yeah. you're trying to do that for like a week, you know, so even the way 
that to your point, the way that curriculum is taught, right? It's just, mm-hmm. it, you know, and on the flip side of that, though, for, you know, some, some, some kids can do things one way and some kids need to do it differently. So I don't know, like I, I was last week, we were having a, we had a podcast with um, a director of education at um, a school here in Pennsylvania. And she was kind of talking about that. Um, you know, what's the answer, right? What is the answer? Mm-hmm. Full inclusion, or, you know, the extra support in the individualized plan? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think also, too, what I like in what your perspective is, and how you said, in general, about, you know, um, having those resources already for everyone, because I think I come from the realm of doing like trauma informed, and mm-hmm. being also in- including those things that you know are triggers for children, um, and and families in general that have endured you know tremendous trauma in their lives, and that's one of the things that we also preach on um, is the idea of always being a calm and you know um, present you know factor for children. So I often think that runs along in that same kind of realm to say yes like the idea is if we were able to do all of that together and not really come down on children right there because they're not getting it in that systematic way if we're being a calm presence for them um, and we're kind of looking at it from the idea of um, what you just said I'm mm-hmm. definitely in agreement you know with that route as well um beautiful conversation we had this <laughs> evening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, yes, that, was so, great, that was a great conversation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so thank you, Yosifa, for letting us interview you today. Um, is there anything else you wanted to share before we, we wrap up today? Um, I think that's it, unless, you know, if you have any other questions or, I don't know, i come back again. That was fun. Um, yeah, we would love <laughs> thank to you have for you inviting back. me. Thank uh, you yes, so much exactly. for inviting me. Also, uh, Gloria, I wanted to tell you that I love the, uh, what is it, wind down, gear up. Oh, uh, the countdown. Yay. The I love it. Um, uh, I request, like, instrumental guitar. <laughs> that's my jam for writing a paper i'll be writing like guitar that's what that's I, what i do i just straight up no no words because then i have to sing along i can't do that okay. <laughs> just like, I, but i like it i, have, I like that i have yeah. got you on sunday i'll make sure that that's there for you yes <laughs> shout out request amen thank you thank you so much for listening that makes me so happy and so i yeah i I love doing it and the music really does help me out a lot too so i i I would listen to you this is the other thing is i would listen to you read the phone book like your voice is so soothing (laughs) so it was awesome so i just i I love that you i love that you do that I, i i really respect what you guys are doing here and uh yeah, we're going to keep fighting the good fight for mental health, right? Like, this is what it yes. is. That's what we're here for. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you. All day, Thank every you. day. All day, every yeah, day. It was such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. And we definitely will we'll, we'll have another podcast really soon. We'll, we'll, we'll right. talk some more because it wasn't long enough at all. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Take care. Thank you so much. All right. All right. Thank See you. ya. You too. Yeah. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. 
You guys, that was our amazing podcast featuring Yosifa Greenberg. That was so much fun. We talked and laughed. We learned about growth mindset and the wonderful classroom that she's building in her new job as a school counselor. We're so excited for her. And we talked a little bit about power and privilege. We learned a lot about her ADHD diagnosis and what it means for her. We hope you enjoyed our podcast and we hope to see you again soon. Thank you for tuning into the Vision Exchange podcast. It was brought to you by Taylor Glory Consulting Group. We love hanging out with you. We want you to subscribe, comment, and stay tuned to our channel for more podcasts. You especially don't want to miss the Sunday Night Wind Down Gear Up Countdown to help you get your week started. We look forward to being with you again. But until then, stay focused on your goal. Peace out. <laughs>